Welcome back once again to the Unfair Advantage Show. You know who I am, Jim Harris. I always throw that up on the screen. It's not important who I am. It's the message that the Lord has asked me to deliver to you. What your unfair advantage is in business and all the power that that includes. That's my assignment. And as we go into today's message, today's lesson, today's teaching, today's exhortation is entitled, Don't Be Moved. Now, this is show number 15. I just got to step back and reflect. Here we got J.D. Cobb right here, my, my producer extraordinaire. J.D. Cobb Productions, go to his website, J.D. Cobb Productions. I'm telling you, if you or your family, number one, has a very special event, a wedding, an anniversary, whatever it might be, you want this guy on your team. You give J.D. a shot. And if he's not giving you a great deal, you just call me, email me at hello at drjimharris.com, and I'll make sure that he's giving you fa – he, he's fantastic what he does. Anyway, I, I, that's a side note. I, we were just commenting off camera. Fifteen episodes, 15 shows already, and we've just begun, just begun. Wow, I'm very excited about that. So today's show, once again, don't be moved. What we're doing, we are getting very close to the end of the fundamental teachings. The Lord said, teach the book. Teach the book, page by page, chapter by chapter, as I lead you. I want you to go deeper into sharing my revelations I've given you to my people. So that's exactly what we're doing today. We're on number five of six of the keys we put in the book. At the, at, toward the second half of the book are six keys on how to truly hear the voice of Holy Spirit for you and your business. In the past episodes, number 11 we talked about how you need to practice. You just practice, practice, practice hearing. Show number 12, episode 12, check, check, check. Practice and check. Show number 13, seek a witness. Okay, J.D., I'm sensing this. We all do this on the show. What's your witness? Go back to episode show number 13 and learn what it means to have somebody else who also has Holy Spirit be a check for you, be a witness for you. Last show. Don't quench the spirit. You're getting close to making a move, getting close to making a decision, whatever it might be. Don't quench him if he's moving you in a way that even doesn't make sense. Keep going. And now this show, the fifth of the six keys to being led by Holy Spirit is once you know that you know that you know that you know that you're supposed to make this decision, make this move, buy that company, sell your company, sign that contract, hire that employee, whatever it might be. Now is the time. Don't be moved. But here's the warning. When you know that you know that you know through everything you've done that this is something I'm supposed to do in business to the glory of God, this is when Satan brings out the full artillery because he knows you're getting ready to make a move to help dispel him and all of his minions and all of his puppets from that part of that sphere of society. He doesn't want you taking back his piece of your business area because, you know, he is, he is the ruler of the world. He does actually have a lot of impact on what's happening in your marketplace. And now you're getting ready to make a move, but don't be moved. And I'm going to teach you some things that I've learned on what it means to don't be moved. In fact, it really just boils down to this. Let me just give you the, the next 20-minute lesson in one verse. But still hang on for the other 19 minutes, please. And it's John chapter 2, verse 5. Jesus had just come out 
of the desert after 40 days of temptation. He's gotten the full baptism of Holy Spirit. He's walking down the full power of heaven on earth. And the very first thing he does is go to a wedding, a celebration. And, his, and the folks say, hey, you know, we're running out of wine. And his mama turns to him and says, hey, son. She knew the Spirit upon him. Hey, we need some more wine. And Jesus actually said, go back and read John 2. It's not my time. But Jesus was in such perfect communion, co-union with his father, that when his mama said, turned, to the, turned and said to his servants, his mother said to his servants, John 2, 5, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Just do it. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. It really boils down to that. Don't be moved. Just do what Jesus tells you to do when you know that you know that you know. Now, what are some of the ways to make sure that you're not moved? What are some of the practical ways that we cannot be moved? That's what we're going to cover today. This is really an exhortation. Last show was a little bit more of a somber, don't quench the spirit. Now, simply, don't be moved. So, what have I learned how to do that? Here we go. Three things. Number one, stay on focus. Stay on focus. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Paul writes, Brethren, I do not count myself to, to have apprehended, but the one thing I do. Let me come back to that. Paul said, hey, I haven't got it all figured out. I don't know everything, but the one thing I do. He knew what his focus was. He knew the one thing. He was supposed to do. He knew, and I'm going to talk about this in just a minute. He knew his assignment. He knew his assignment. He says, forgetting those things that are behind me, reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press forward toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. That was his assignment. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. The one thing I do. What is your assignment? What is the assignment Jesus has given you? Do you really know what your assignment is? Because unless you know specifically your assignment, then you can be easily moved. And you may sense you're doing the good things for good reasons, but if it's not within your assignment, then you might indeed be missing it. Let me give you an example of what that looks like. An assignment is defined as simply this, a position or duty to which one is appointed by authority. Let me read this definition again. I sometimes speak too fast. I need, I need to... Let us say law some of these moments. Just slow down, Jim. Slow down. Assignment is defined as, to help you stay on focus to what your assignment is, assignment is defined as a position or a duty to which one is appointed by an authority. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit gives you an assignment. You do have an assignment. Some people call, say it's a call. Some say it's a destiny. I think it gets all confusing. It's really an assignment. Um, my assignment is to teach you, God's people, their unfair advantage in business and all the power that that includes. And a lot of what you're going to see in the future is on the power. But I want you to picture a track meet, big oval track meet. And part of a track meet are the sprinters. The 100 meter, the 100 yard sprinters. I want you to envision a track meet where you have six, eight, ten sprinters. What is it, JD? Eight lanes? Is it eight lanes or ten lanes? 
He doesn't know either, so it doesn't matter. But let's say there's eight sprinters getting ready to 100 meters, 100 yards, whatever it is. I learned this from a sprinter, former high school sprinter that we both know. And he taught a message on this. He said, what the sprinter must do in terms of assignment, don't be moved, stay on focus. When that sprinter, when he or she gets down and gets ready, two things they do. Number one, they don't step outside their lines. They don't step on their lines. They don't step on their lines. If they step on their lines, they're getting out of their assignment. They'll actually be disqualified if they step on either line. Did you know that? If a sprinter even steps on a line, they're out of bounds. They're disqualified. Two things. Don't step on the line. Stay in your lane and focus on the finish line. That's it. Stay in your lane and you just focus on that finish line and you go. That is what you do on your assignment. You stay in your lane, as I like to share with audiences and the men and women that I advise, and on the spiritual side of business, when you stay in your lane, there's no traffic because God has given you that specific assignment. He's going to help clear out all those things that get in the way. We'll talk about spiritual discernment down the road and how you can call out and have strategic intercession of your business and you can make sure the, that the landmines are gone before you even get down that lane. We'll, we'll talk about that in the future. Yet the biggest challenge I've seen staying focused in business, particularly for entrepreneurs, for-profit businesses, you know, I, we all call it tongue-in-cheek. You've heard it a hundred times. Squirrel disease. Oh, squirrel. Oh, squirrel. Oh, I can do this. I could do that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can make money doing that. The biggest decision we have to make as an entrepreneur, and I've taught this for years for people starting businesses, is simply this. There's a thousand, a million different ways to make money. There's a million different ways to run a business. The biggest thing you have to decide is what to say no to. Just say no. To stay in your lane. To find that assignment. In fact, I'm going to give you this challenge. I've never done this before. So I want you to listen to this. I have a ton of material on how to uncover your assignment. What, what's God's assignment for you? If you would like for me to teach a special series and put it on drjimharris.com under my institute, the Kingdom Institute, if you would like for me to record and teach a separate series on uncovering your assignment, email me at drjimharris.com, excuse me, at hello at drjimharris.com. Let me go back and say that again. If you would like for me to teach, and I won't stutter when I teach it, I promise, to uncover your assignment, email me at hello at drjimharris.com and say, yes, please teach that. And we'll see what the response is. And if I sense there's enough response, I'll record a three or four part series on how to uncover your assignment so you can stay in your lane. My hunch is that a lot of you are going to want to do that. So you let me know. You let me know. Okay. So we're talking about, once again, don't be moved. The very first thing, you got to stay on focus. The one thing I do, if you don't know the one thing you do, you can be moved. You can get off focus. You can chase squirrels. So start asking the Lord, okay, is this my assignment in this position, in this role, in this marketplace? Keep helping clarify that. Secondly, now we're starting to go on attack mode because we're ready now to start launching this. Here we go. The second way not to be moved, first to stay unfocused. The second is to speak back or to speak out. 
now that you know that you know that you know, you've got to release your faith, release it literally through your voice. I'm going to give you a couple of biblical examples, and I want to tell you a couple of um, workplace examples. Acts 4, verses 29 through 31. Acts 4, verses 29 through 31. Speak back, speak out, speak boldly. The situation was right after Pentecost, apostles were teaching and preaching, and the religious spirits of the day in men's clothing said, don't you do it. We're going to, you shut up, shut up, shut up. Well, all the, the believers got back together, and this was the first recorded prayer in Acts of the New Testament church. This was the first recorded prayer. There, there are others, but this was the first one the Lord said, write this, Luke, and put it in. Acts 4, 29-31, this was the response of the believers of the just-now-birthed church in walking in the full power of Holy Spirit. This is what they spoke out loud over their assignment. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that we may speak your word. Not just sit back in our little huddles and our little offices and just pray. No, to speak it, be bold enough to say the word. By stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy name and your servant Jesus. And that when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together, when they spoke this with boldness, let signs and wonders and healings occur. Verse 31, Acts 4. And when they had prayed, the place where they had assembled together was shaken. The building actually shook, and they were all filled with Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word with boldness. Let me ask you this. When's the last time in your office, whether you're a standalone entrepreneur out of a home office or whether you're in a big corporation, when was the last time that you spoke a word and the building shook? When was the last time you boldly proclaimed the word of God as it is written and the atmosphere shifted? That somebody else felt a presence they had not felt before. Friends, that's the potential you have inside of you. Not because look at me, look at me, look at me. It's not a selfish pride. It's the power of God that lives inside you. The last show was quench not the spirit. One of the best ways to quench not the spirit is to speak it out loud and don't be moved. Down the road, we're going to teach you the difference between petitions, declarations, and decrees as we go into how to release the supernatural power of God in and around your business. But I'm just suggesting to you, be not afraid to speak it out loud in boldness. It's not your boldness you're speaking from. It's the power of Holy Spirit within you for your assignment so He can manifest the presence of Jesus in business. And that's actually what Jesus Christ CEO Institute is all about, who sponsors our show. Thank you, JCCEOs Institute. From their app, the jcceos.tv app is our home base for this show, The Unfair Advantage Show. And the entire essence of the Jesus Christ CEO movement is to reestablish the preeminence of Jesus in business. To reestablish the preeminence 
of Jesus in business that was lost at the garden to bring back to the preeminence of Jesus and Holy Spirit through his power, Jesus ruling and reigning in righteousness everywhere. We focus on the business mountain. We're actually doing some more in the government mountain. We'll talk about that later too. Point is, back to don't be moved. Don't be moved. Stay on focus. Stay on your assignment. Remember, if you would like to learn more about how to crystallize and clarify your assignment, and if you would care for me to help teach that to you, email me, hello at drjimharris.com, and say, yes, I want, I, want, I want to sign up for that. Let me know. Stay on focus. Speak back. Speak back. Learn how to speak the Word of God boldly. And the third that I want to share with you, this is going to be fun. I've been waiting to do this. I've been waiting a long time to want to do this. Stay on focus. Speak back. And the third way that the Lord taught me to teach you on how not to be moved is to stand firm. Stand firm. In fact, I'll just read. I know I have it in the book. Stand firm. Um, in fact, I, do, I, have an, I have a shortened version of it in the book. I want to read for you out of Ephesians 6. We all know it, Ephesians 6. Uh, I had a shortened version. I, sometimes I like to read out of the book, but I want to read out of the Word because everything we do is based upon the Word. Most of us that are believers, we've heard this many times, but I've got something I want to show you in an illustration. So hang on. Let the Word wash you in boldness. <clears throat> Chapter 6 of Ephesians, we're going to start in verse 10. We're going to read 10 verses. I know that's a lot for this show, but there's something here for you on don't be moved. This is how we can stand. Finally, my brethren, verse 10, Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord, New King James Version, and in the power of His might that is working through you. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, once or five times, to stand, don't be moved, against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Yes, in the future I'm going to come back and teach you those four different levels of authority of the demons over us, local, regional, national, international, and teach you what you need to do so you're not taken out by those demons in the future. Don't worry, we got the power to do that. Most of us haven't been taught that. Now back to 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done so to stand. There we go. Stand two more times. Verse 14. Stand. Fourth time in four verses. Stand. Don't be moved. Therefore, having girded up your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, your, sh your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take up the shield of faith, and with it that you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. He's attacking you from far away most of the time. Verse 17, take on the helmet of salvation, and the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Word. The Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Word. This was given to me by the overseer of the JCCO Institute years ago. He said, Jim, now you carry in you glory to God, 
the power of the word. This is an exact replica, as many have suggested. This is, this is a replica of what David's sword actually looked like. This is a replica of what David's sword very likely looked like. This, friends, we're talking about verse 18, or verse 17. And take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word. Speak it. Speak it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching carefully to the end. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, the boldness to speak, that I may open up my mouth boldly. That's what we're talking about. Speak the word boldly, that I can open up boldly and say, this is the word of God. How dare you, devil, try to stop the work of the Lord, for which I am ambassador and change, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. May this simply be a quick visual representation of the power that you have. This is the only attack weapon of the six, of the six pieces of the armor, the sword of the Spirit. This is our attack weapon right here. When we speak it, we are declaring and decreeing and petitioning, and we'll come back to that later on, the full power of the Word. So my, my encouragement to you, now you're getting ready to make maybe a big move for God. It could be a little or a big move. It doesn't matter. But you want to be led. You want to hear His voice. You've learned how to practice and how to check and how to seek witnesses. And now you're saying, I'm not going to quench you, Lord. I'm not going to quench your spirit. Whatever it is, if you're telling me to do it, if you're telling me to march over to the Red Sea and you're going to open it for me, okay, I'm going to believe it. If you're teaching me to get my 30,000 down to 300 and that's what you're going to do to defeat the army like Gideon, I'll do it. That's a time you cannot allow yourself to be moved. So as you stay on focus, stay on your assignment, don't do somebody else's job, you just do yours. Speak back and stand firm, speak boldly because this is how you start fighting back the enemy as he attacks you because he's in the background. If he hasn't already, he wants to attack you. So here's my exhortation for you. I hope this is an encouragement for you that as you stand and you withstand the wiles and the arrows of the devil, you, can, you will win. You will win. It's a battle. We are in a supernatural war that most of us don't even realize. We're in a spiritual war. But now we're starting to armor up and learn how we can stand and don't be moved and to move forward. So I would encourage you to do this. If you're not familiar with, here's my activation for you today. If you're not familiar with the concept of daily um, affirmations or your daily assignment, I wish I had in front of me my daily, um, I, have a, I have a sheet of what my assignment is to teach God's people the unfair advantage in business and all the power that, that includes. Then I have some other affirmations that I speak out daily. My wife has a list of affirmations, just bold truths that we speak every day. I encourage you to start doing that. One of the best ways for you, one of the best ways for you and for me to stir ourselves up, to not be moved, to simply speak back the Word of God, the truth of God by literally the verses, His Word. That stirs us up. So I encourage you to create a daily affirmations sheet, a daily affirmations on your assignment, on prophetic words given to you. Um, I also encourage you to this, do this, business executive. I encourage you to, to cage your squirrels. I mean, we talked about that earlier. To put those squirrels in a cage. What are the easiest ways for you to be distracted? 
When I do my Bible study, I don't have a phone. I don't have a laptop. I don't have my, my Mac with me. Why? For me, those are distractions. I could easily check a text or go back to Facebook. How many people have liked this, you know, like this Facebook post? How many people on LinkedIn saw this? How many people are commenting? I could easily be distracted by all of that. I've got to learn to, to cage those squirrels so I can stay on focus with what you want me to do this day at this time, and I don't want to be moved from your assignment that you're giving me. So my activations for you are start creating a daily affirmations list. It could be prayers that you just pray out loud daily or just direct decrees, declarations. We'll, we'll talk more about that later, petitions. To cage those squirrels and remember, remember, that your armor is both defensive, but it's also offensive. And your offensive weapon is, once again, I'm saying it again and again and again, is speaking this word out loud. Just like Jesus did. That's how he, had, that's how he came back to Satan after coming out of, the, uh, out of the desert. We go on and on and on. Many of you have heard that many times. You have a weapon. You are not defenseless. So don't be moved. You can go on attack mode as well. So Lord, as we end this today, I just want to end with a quick prayer of exhortation that as you taught me, all the things you taught me that we're just sharing from the book in a little bit more depth, even more and deeper revelation, that's going to, there's going to come times, it comes all the time to me, that once a decision is made, once I know that I know that I know, I must in my heart and in my spirit say, I will not be moved. This is the assignment. And Satan, you get your hands off God's assignment. How dare you attempt to stop the work of Lord God Almighty through me in this area, in this assignment. So I command you, get off. I bind you, Satan. Get out of my way. I bind every one of your demons and minions. Stand down, stand back. This is of the Lord and you have no right you have no memorial, and I say, Jesus, move in your power. Holy Spirit, move in your power, for this shall be as you've assigned me to go and take back the territory, manifesting your presence everywhere I go in business. In Jesus' name, amen. I had not planned that declarative prayer. That was a decree. You might want to come back and listen to that a few times, not copy it, but may it stir you up. That's how you can pray. And oh, by the way, the next show, as we wrap out the sixth key of the six keys, the next show you want to make sure <laughs> you tune into is how to pray bold prayers just like that. So I welcome you to reach out to me. Hello at drjimharris.com is an email. Come to my social media channels. Comment, follow me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, I guess we should say X, on YouTube, on Instagram, on, on all of those channels. Let's, let's interact. Tell me what you're getting out of this and what more you would like to learn. Thanks so much for joining us on the Unfair Advantage Show. We'll see you next time on How to Pray Bold Prayers.